This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network. Whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one at midnight when your window opens to get that Be Our Guest reservation or that covers with Anna and Elsa fast parts for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. And welcome to another edition of Dis After Dark. He's Dis After Dark tonight, isn't it? Yeah. I get so confused. We've got so many shows. I am Nick, uh, and joining us this week, uh, well, you might be able to hear Flynn there growling because I just disturbed his spot, but um, we've got. Away. <laughs> we have got, <laughs> as you can hear, Mr. Craig Lucas. Wishes. Wishes. We- Kevin, wait for your turn. Mr. Paul Washington. Hello. No! Oh, Wish no, you had done it! <sighs> Mr. Chris Ripley. Why, I man. Oh, no, wait. Uh, wishes! <laughs> <laughs> and Ooh. back to me. Wishes! Wishes! For, wishes. for tonight. <laughs> it's a night that four become one. Uh, as the Spice Girls once song. Son, did you did you know that that song was about um, safe sex? Yeah. To become one. I didn't realise. Like it's all about using condoms. It's it's uh, interesting fact. Yeah. Um, we are for becoming one tonight because um, we're recording this um, the night that the last ever performance of Wishes is taking part uh, in in Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom, and uh, it's all a bit gloomy, isn't it? Really. I think yeah it's a sad yeah. day it's a sad day um, sad day it's I mean uh, when did Wishes start was it 2000 2003 yeah okay um, so that's a that's a good old run isn't it uh, 14 years no people 30, have been uh, born yeah. and people have died 
yes, but that is that's quite true of a lot of things. Um, but it's it's been there for a long old time, and I think we've all got memories of seeing that for various things. But we'll get into that a bit later on. Uh, this would not be an episode of Disaster Dark if we didn't ask what everybody's drinking. So, Craig, what are you drinking? Sweet amber nectar sent from not Australia because that's amber nectar across the pond. Refreshing, titillating, scintillating, always beautiful <laughs> Bud Light. How's that sponsorship deal going? <laughs> They're still waiting to hear back from them. Yeah, Come on, Bud Light. <laughs> Pull your finger out, boys. Uh, Mr. Ripley, we'll go over you next. Uh, well, I can't top that. I am also drinking the American Amber Nectar of Bud Light. <laughs> the American oh. Amber Nectar. That should be the new slogan, of course, then, if it is uh, royalties, <laughs> please. Uh, Mr. Paul Washington. Uh, Sticking to my usual nice orange juice. It's not always your usual. No, that's been for the last couple, though. That is true. That is true. Um, I have gone for something different. I have got a... I've been waiting to drink this, actually. Luckily, it's still ice cold. Um, I've got a um, Ignis Black Forest Vodka. Who? Um, with with lemonade. So, chin chin. Chin chin. So wishes. Mm. So wishes. That's quite nice. Um, it's um, it's some supposedly designer vodka from Lidl's, about 15 quid. I'm just reading, it's actually, it was developed by a Michelin star chef. He was uh, Hessen Blue and Pink. Oh, sorry. Please just ring me. Oh, still waiting. Oh, who was that oh. ringing you, Craig? <laughs> Barry. Gary. Oh, right. They're no, Barry. Barry. Yeah. Barry, Barry start. <laughs> that... Donald and Davey start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That, that, Wrong that, number. That does remind me of something. Um. Anyway, yes. So, welcome to Diz After Dark. Um, has there been much news this week? I think I haven't been there. Um, I've I've watched the Avatar stuff, mm. and I've it's very very samey to the rest of Animal Kingdom. Whoa whoa whoa, looked... whoa 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 whoa! Right, hang on. Let's stop. let's stop and go back. Whoa. Let's go back about what uh, I know two three shows ago. Yeah. Yeah. Potter beater. No, what was it? What was it? You called it <laughs> a destroyer of Potter. Destroyer of Potter. Yeah, yeah. It still yeah. will crush Potter. <laughs> <laughs> look it looks exactly the same as Animal Kingdom but it was always going to wasn't it theme well, and wise it's absolutely breathtaking and that boat ride is groundbreakingly stunning and when they come out with a new drink which they have done and balls big balls that you can eat it's honestly honest to god trust me I, I heard that the boat ride, they play um, a song which uh, talks about it's a small navvy after all. Is that is that true? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I did wonder. I don't know if Dick had uh, any hand in that, Dickie Sherman, but um, sound, sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Um, I, 
I know what you're saying, and I mean, the thing is, I think it should really be in keeping with Animal Kingdom, theming-wise. Because that's where it is, surely. Yeah, oh, right, perfect. It, it, it fits in. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I've seen the floaty mountains, and they look pretty damn impressive. Um, it, it looks good. It looks good. I'm... I'm more intrigued by this this second attraction. Now, before we talk about the second attraction, um, one thing that people aren't getting quite excited about is the merchandise. Have you seen the merchandise? I'm going to buy a sextile. I'm going to hook up with uh, Chris Ripley. <laughs> I was thinking... I was well, you're not allowed to wear it to Halloween Horror Nights. Do you want to be in my gang? <laughs> now then... <laughs> just ignorance that is that's just ignorance <laughs> um i was thinking more i was thinking more about the animatronic dragons have you seen these yeah fifty dollars sixty dollars yeah I but you don't they're, they're you don't buy them do you or do you hire them no you buy them you buy them they go on your shoulder and you've got a tube that runs down your back with the so you can manipulate them <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. Um, but that's—I think that's going to be the popular. I think that's going to be the popular merchandise uh, bits from Avatar more than the sex towels. Woo! Which um, I don't know. They might take off. I don't know. But I—you I, know—I don't think personally. Look, I mean, the thing is, towels, any kind of towels, woo, just cause trouble. <laughs> Because if you move too quickly, you're going to knock something over. Or oh, get it caught in the monorail door. Oh, and no one wants that to happen. So... Or a monkey could pull the head off it. And um, you have to go and get the head put back on your monkey, your tail. I've lost that reference. <laughs> you're in Animal <laughs> Kingdom. You're waving your tail at the monkeys. One of the monkeys like that. I want a bit of that. What, Dave, what Davy Jones is going to come bounding over? And... <laughs> I was going to say when they're walking down the street. <laughs> Here we come. Um, of your I, actually, I just picked the, the only monkey that's dead. I think I did. Isn't Davy Jones the one that's dead? So you the one who? Uh, what's the one who invented Tipex? Uh, Dolenz, wasn't it? No, the tall, skinny Peter one. Peter took. Uh, the other one. Oh, I don't know the other one. They're the only three that people know, don't they? I don't know the last one. Gene Simmons. Yeah. Oh, God. Speaking, he... of, speaking of which, we watched a film the other night called Why Him, which uh, stars Walter White and um, Green Goblin's son out of Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man trilogy. And um, at the end of the film, there's a lot of Kiss references throughout, and at the end of the film... Gene and Paul Stanley um, make an appearance and uh, man it was quite embarrassing I'm, did he stick I, his tongue out? yeah he did stick his tongue out which he, he has to really I'm not against that you know me and Gene have both got a long tongue and it's quite nice to see a fellow long tongue but um, he's, he's knocking on 70's door isn't he? You know? Knock, knock, knocking on 70's door. Just, just ay, 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 Like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, kids are playing the O2 in a few weeks. I wanted to go originally, but I'm glad I didn't buy a ticket now. That and they were about 70 quid. Mm. The charging of a pound for every year he's been on the planet. Quite clearly. I'll just go and, I'll just go back to Vegas and play mini kids golf in that one. Um, anyway, back on topic. Um, so, the, uh, there's two attractions that advertise we've said, and we've already talked about the boat ride. But, Mr. Ripley, you brought to my attention the second attraction. Mm. Because apparently there's a ridiculous height limit on it. Well, it's just a rumour. I don't know if it's true or not. Just but a supposedly, supposedly, if you're over six foot tall, you can't fit on the ride. Well, the tracker was on it the other day, and he's about six foot four, three. No, I don't think he's that tall. The video dad on seven inches. Well, I, <laughs> I know Adam the Woo's six foot four, and he looks as little short fat fella. Oh. And obviously, Tim Tracker, I'm sure, is taller than him. So do we know what the second, from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this second attraction where you kind of straddle a dragon hybrid bike thing and wear a 3D and wear 3D glasses? Yeah. So basically, it's not VR, yeah. is it? It's not VR. It's it's 3D glasses. No. no. Tim, it's like... Tim and Jen likened it to uh, Soaring 2.0. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he it propels you out, so you sit on your bike thing, uh, which is a. a flying thing and then it propels you out into the screen arena like in Soren. so if you look round left and right and back you will see all the other people flying as well and you'll see the lockers behind you so the trick is to not look back basically yeah quite quite clearly it's a bit like you... soaring don't look up exactly True. True. I just think with like I, I know um I know VR is a big thing at theme parks at the moment in terms of, um, uh, you know, roller coasters. They're kind of retrofitting roller coasters with VR headsets and stuff like that. But I would have thought that would have been a prime ride to do so. Because like you say, if you look around to your left or right or behind you, you're very aware you're not in that world. Whilst if you're wearing a VR headset, if you look, you know, left or right, then you would see the people next to you riding on dragons. Yeah, you you can see the people um, in the screen. They're, they're represented by other dragons all flying around you. Yeah, that's one. But the thing is, when you're looking at those on the screen, you're seeing them as uh, the characters in in the footage. But if you actually look to your right, you would see. You know, if, if we were on it together, Craig, I would look next to me. I'd see a, a big scale slumix, and you know, you would see a, a short southern softy. If you look the other way, whilst if you was wearing a VR headset, if I turned to look at you, I would see you as an avatar, as a navi. Do you see what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah, but I think, right, I think they they weren't overwhelmed by it, the trackers, were they, Paul? No, they, they really, and we've said recently they've been very positive about everything, but they were kind of middle ground on this. Yeah. I think, they were... I think compared to the rest of the land, I think they were a bit disappointed in it. Yeah, that come across. And Tim even said that he preferred the boat ride. Wow. Blimey. 
And uh, from what I can gather, they're both quite uh, slow loaders. And which which one was it where they walk through the queue line and it's got space for six hours worth of people? What? I think that was I think that was the the flight of the Navi. Flat, so it's going to be a slow load of that. But why? Six hours of queuing. Have they got toilets and places to eat and drink? Americans, <laughs> Americans haven't got the muscles to stand for six hours. You've seen that film in space where they're all on, um, where Eve is going like that all the time. Oh, we're uh, Jason all... X. <laughs> yeah. That's the only movie in space I know. <laughs> you know that's what they do in Americans. They'll all be kicking off, freaking snarling at each other. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I still, don't get me wrong, I still want to see it. And I still want to go. I still want to go there, but um, you know, I think my initial concerns are probably correct, um, and it's probably not going to be uh, the great uh, e-ticket land that it really needs. And let's be honest: like Animal Kingdom, more than any other park, needed a shot in the arm. You know, yeah. Hollywood Studios. Before they started, you know, taking everything down, you know, build, you know, preparing stuff for Star Wars Land, that still had a lot of good attractions in it. But Animal Kingdom really doesn't have that many great attractions. So that was a land that needed that injection more than any other land. And I think if that's the best they've got to offer, two attractions and some scenery, it's it's still gonna, you know, be a bit lackluster. I think they should have just gone ahead and built Beastie Kingdom. I watched a video about <laughs> Beastie Kingdom the other day. I knew a little bit about it. Um, and I can't remember. I think it was like Yesterday Land or something. One of those websites done like a YouTube video about it. And they showed um, some footage of like the designs and bits and pieces like that of, um, of, of what Beastie Kingdom was going to be. And obviously a lot of that inspiration was taken over to Islands of Adventure. Um, but completely agree. I think they really missed a trick with that, and I wish that they had... Wishes! <laughs> uh, but no, I wish they'd, I'd wish they'd done that. I wish they'd, uh, they'd gone down that route. And I kind of get why they didn't, but even so... You but know, the thing is, right, they still could... Well, they can't do Beastly Kingdom, can they? Why can't they? Animal Kingdom is by no means landlocked. Do you just stick another land on it? Yeah, but they'd be putting in a land which they, you know, have kind of let... I know Universal have kind of scrapped that concept now, but even so... You know? There's nothing more disappointing, right, than real animals. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what does a fucking banana, a banana do? What does a monkey what does it, do? Exactly, what does a banana do? <laughs> it just gets eaten by monkeys. Right? Right. Or humans. Other forms of um, <laughs> mammal are available. <laughs> but, you know, I don't get all these people who go on that safari, Kilimanjaro safari, and they're sobbing and they're holding each other and it's a life-changing experience. No, it's not. Just driving through a zoo. 
it's driving through a field and at the back of the field is a semi drugged up delusional hallucinogenic giraffe Oh, I thought he was going to say Lee Malibu. <laughs> I'm glad you said, glad you said giraffe. Oh, we'll uh, give him another mention later. Uh, yeah. and, and, and in this field is basically uh, <laughs> a horse with a horn on it. Or uh, my sister-in-law, we, we went through one bit and my sister-in-law goes, she's a classic, she, you, you see what she said on strike. Um, <laughs> is, that a, is that a unicorn? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's next to the mermaid. <laughs> um, I mean, I, 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 don't know, I like, I like the safari mainly because I do like animals. I love going to zoos. Um, I love seeing animals. The problem with the layout they have is because it's supposed to be a savanna of sorts. Is that you can go on that safari sometimes and, and hardly see anything. So, for me, bulldoze a savannah, turn it into concrete pens with cages and put all the animals in a small cage so that they can't hide and that you can look at them and get <laughs> close enough to maybe poke and prod them. Do you not think, though, eventually, um, you know, with all this sort of PC culture and what's happened to SeaWorld, that eventually there won't be any zoos? Well, I don't know, Disney will have to get rid of the animals. See, it's, a, it's an odd one because I think they'll always have to have zoos, mainly because, and I mean, different countries are different, but obviously many zoos, or nearly all the zoos in the UK, are for conservation. A lot of the big zoos are for con- conservation. Um, you do, of course, get zoos that aren't for conservation, and that's a global problem. But uh, generally, they're there to make sure that you know, you know, animals survive, and that we get more animals because you know, if you look at what's happening with certain types of animals across the world, they're dying out because they're being hunted. They're not um, able to survive in conditions. Zoos give them that opportunity to do so. That was always, I thought, the thing with with Sea World. Um, yeah, but look what Sea World are doing now. No, no, I, I agree. after Tilikum died, you can get a Shamu big and now dead cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is is that it's much easier to do that like you know the problem with um with SeaWorld is that they were doing it in a they were trying to do all this in a small space small that needs to be you know whales and dolphins um need big tanks and they didn't have that that you know their facilities were severely lacking um, had they focused more on that than the entertainment side of things and gave them bigger pens, then they would probably still be doing what they were doing, but they didn't. They were effectively mistreating the animals. Um, but right. if you go too big on the pens, then the killer whales at the back, when you walk in, you can't see it. So what's the point? <laughs> that's, that's I was going to say, surely, surely this is what the rock's doing to the jungle crows, isn't he? Isn't he putting real <laughs> animals on that? That's what that's what he's gonna do for the, his new movie Rampage as well. Yeah. But um, it's it's just um, I, I I don't know. I think in, I think Disney may do. I think I think eventually we might see that they stop doing that because the thing is the creatures they have in Animal Kingdom are generally not found in America, are they? They're they're found mm. in Africa and, and countries like that. 
And so it's not really the, the correct environment. They try and make the environment for them, and the climate is, you know, fairly similar, luckily. Um, but those animals aren't really native, so therefore it's not the same kind of thing. Um, and I don't think, you know, I, I don't know what they are doing with the animals. I don't know if they, they do conservation with the animals, but um, you don't hear of many births or anything like that at Animal Kingdom. So I don't know if they're actually, you know, breeding the animals for conservation purposes. And if they're not doing that, what is the point? I do, I do kind of see what you mean there, Craig. Okay, right. Take Beastly Kingdom off the table, and I'm going to put on the table, this is at the other side of Animal Kingdom, the moon of Endor. Ooh, now you're talking. But see, that's that's what they should have done. Look, we all know that if it, you know, six months before the announcement, if they knew what's going from Lucasfilm, blah, 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 we would be seeing Star Wars land in Animal Kingdom, and it would have to be Endor. It would have to be Endor. Uh, It would have been perfect for it. Um, I don't think now we will see that. Even if Star Wars Land is a massive success, which I do think it will be, um, and they want to do more, I can't see them adding Endor to Animal Kingdom when they've got Avatar. Because it's two movie franchises and it doesn't work in the park. (laughs) I think it will. Well, the, the other thing I was going to say was, is, is with Disney, they've got all of these options now, but Universal is setting themselves up with, obviously, Jimmy Fallon, Fast and the Furious, Mario. Not Jimmy, yes, no, not Jimmy. So, <laughs> the Tonight Show with Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Now, down, now, down. Who wants to come in my car? <laughs> so, uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought now. So, <laughs> so with, with Universal setting their stall out for those, is, is the boot on the other foot now that actually Disney, with its Star Wars availability now, is that the one that's going to be driving the most traffic? And that, in, in effect, could be the Potter killer. Wishes. Wishes. <laughs> I would. I would like to think yes, personally. But I. But I don't. I. I just don't. I don't know if they're that smart to do so. <laughs> you. The thing is, I know it makes sense. You know it makes sense. We all know it makes sense. But that doesn't mean that that's going to correlate, does it? Um. So whilst I think it would be perfect for it to, for them to do that, I'm just not convinced that they actually will. <laughs> Did you just do a me? That was Adam Sultana again. <laughs> oh hey, that was me. Adam Sultana. I've shit on your podcast. He um he name checked me on, on Grim Grinning Host last week and I because I, I wasn't expecting it, I I missed him afterwards and said that it would make my week. I felt like a celebrity. <laughs> what a sad bastard. Um, yeah, I mean, I, well, let's see. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, we're talking about Pandora as if it's flopped. It hasn't. It's not even opened yet. Um, and when's Mr. D going there? Can you remember when he's going mm, there? Next it's, week sometime, yeah. I think. Okay. So we'll, we'll have somebody who's actually been there um, talking about it, you know, 
at having experienced it next week. So we'll get a better idea then. But Because um... the, the reason I say that is I've been on the Fast and Furious ride in Hollywood and it is absolute crap. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact that they've delayed it again suggests that they are reworking that. They've got to rework it. God, they've got to do something. It, is, also, it is awful. I just, I think they're taking the rock out of it. I think they're putting more the rock side. in. <laughs> yeah, why do you think they're taking the rock out? <laughs> and this rock is just rock. <laughs> <laughs> because what, Paul? Because it's defected to the other side. He's oh, looking for Disney now. Oh, but the thing is, what's what's funny about that is, of course, The Rock was in that building, wasn't he? He was. He was, he was part of Disaster. Yep. Oh. The last couple of years of operation. I, I only just remembered that. Um, yeah, he was in that footage, wasn't he, on the tram? Yeah, Christopher Walken was the director, wasn't he? And The Rock was he, the, the star he, of the film. The star of the film, yeah. Yeah. So it's quite interesting that he's going to be in the same show building. But um, that, because they've taken over Beetlejuice and Disaster, haven't they? Yes, they have. So, I mean, how big was the Hollywood attraction? Because it looked to me like it was quite a small bit of... It's just a massive shed yeah. that you drive through. I mean, it's no <laughs> it's no bigger than the Kong drive through shed. Yeah, it's like Newcastle, though. <laughs> I mean, it is literally a shed. So, There's no semen at all outside. No semen? What? Exactly. <laughs> oh, semen. Sorry. Mm. So I would I would think, you know, so, so it's good. That, that space now is going to be bigger than what they had in Hollywood. Yeah, like I'd say it's one. bigger, yeah. So they have got the scope now to make that a bigger ride. And, a, and obviously a better ride because, you know, we've talked before, that footage is diabolical when i watched it you know what it reminded me of i don't know if mm. anyone remembers this but does anyone remember that video game pit fighter no so like street fighter was a massive game wasn't it in like, yeah. the early 90s yeah. and so everyone started making video games about fighting and they'd get more and more violent and then we had mortal Kombat, which used digitized actors and pit fighter was the game yes. Mortal Kombat. So it was digitised, but it was even worse graphics than Mortal Kombat. And that's what it reminded me of. And I was just like, my God, like, the Fast and Furious is quite a big, you know, franchise. Where, does anyone know where it ranks now in terms of franchise? Can we look it up? It's, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's in, like, the top ten or something franchises. Be. With, with seven films, it must be in the. I'd say it's probably in I'm the top it. five. I'm on it. It. it oh no. Uh, Good old box office mojo. Wishes. Yeah. Wishes. <laughs> Can't complain. Wishes. <laughs> Come back again. Oh, it no. is seven. One, two, three. Four, five. No, that's Shrek. Oh. Uh, it's 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 not in the. Uh, Hold on, we'll have a musical interlude. Let me just find something. The, the, the franchises worldwide gross is Star Wars, Avatar, Jurassic Park, Avengers, Marvel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
What in the hell is that? <laughs> it's 10th. It's 10th. Yeah, Marvel is number one. What amazes me with that is that you listed off Marvel, Jurassic Park. Yeah, sorry, I was looking at the wrong list. It is Marvel, Star Wars, yeah. Harry Potter, Batman, James Bond, X Men, oh, Middle right. Earth, Spider Man. Fast and the Furious. Okay, no, because I was going to say, I didn't hear James Bond, and I thought, although they're not as big uh, hits as those films, there's 24 James Bond films. That's <laughs> yeah. not in that top 10. That's that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, what's funny about that, Craig, as well, is that um, they still played at American hockey, hockey games when the goal scored. Nice. All the time. Um, so the thing is, so it's in the top 10 franchise of all time, that deserves a better ride than that piece of shit that they've installed in Hollywood. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's, it's like the digital effects in Total Recall. No, it's in Total like Recall now. It's better than that. <laughs> it's better than that, yeah. They're better than that. Um, but, yeah, the fact... I mean, when's it, is it delayed until 2019 now? Uh, what, the ride? Yeah. Uh, I think it is, isn't it? Is it? Or 2018? Uh, 29, yeah, 2019, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they built Avatar quicker than that. Well, not really. It took them long enough to break ground. And speaking of ba- breaking ground, Craig, yeah, we got a little newsy, didn't we? In the old uh, email inbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers. Craig, we get like about one email a month. Yeah. And you posted it tonight in the group. Oh, that. <laughs> Harking out. I'm already mentioning breaking ground. So, well, Mr. Lucas. Yeah. You emailed <laughs> the yeah. uh, the creators of the next big theme park, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I, uh... <laughs> oh, I just got it now. We get one email a month. It's bad light. It's doing it. It's ruining oh our brains. God. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, several weeks ago now, I emailed um, whatever it's called. Paramount Can't remember. Park. It's going to be the Paramount Park, isn't it? The Paramount Park, yeah. And he didn't get back to me until about two days ago. And they're not breaking ground. They're not planning on getting permission to break ground until summer of 2019. So all that ball that it was going to be out and built by 2020, it isn't happening, is it? Oh, I mean, they won't even be breaking ground till 2020. That's no, what, that's what amazed me with that email is the fact that all the news stories that we've seen have said it's 2020. It's going to be 2020 that it opens. Yeah, and then lo and behold, yeah. we would suggest you get back in touch following a decision on the application. Which so there you go, which will likely be in mid twenty nineteen. So the London Paramount Park will not be opening until at least twenty twenty two. No podcast is revealing that news because no podcast has asked the questions, the hard questions that we ask at Diz After Dark. <laughs> And the After Dark Podcast Network. That's a world exclusive for everyone listening. Uh, yeah. For the few that care. And no one cares. Well, the few that do. 
Malaby. Well, the few that listen. UUOP got picked up when Jim Hill started going about Potter. We might get picked up. We might be in the um, the inquiry. Hey, do you still fly? Hello. <laughs> Pick us up, please. Um, I'm, I'm, I still think. Well, I'd like it. I, I, I would still like it to happen because I think more competition is good. Um, not just for the UK but also Europe, um, especially with Brexit coming along as well. I think it could help. Um, but the fact that they're still talking about the fact it's going to open in 2020 and, you know, that's that was kind of the reveal is, uh, you know, I, I think quite shocking. So, uh, yeah. With with Brexit, will we be allowed to go back to Disneyland Paris? No, we will be banned. We will be banned. We will have to um, do the opposite of what's been happening in Calais and we'll be having to jump on lorries and hiding cars <laughs> this side of the te- of the of the river, um, say, um, just so we can get over to France. I was going to say, well, we need to change our annual passports. <laughs> yes, that to a different colour. Possibly, quite possibly. Yellow, get yellow. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I'd still like it to happen. I'm still interested, to be honest, in, in anything else because it seems like a bit of a hodgepodge. You know, I think we've talked about the licenses that they've mentioned on here. And, um, you know, Sherlock was mentioned, Star Trek was mentioned, Top Gear was mentioned. Doctor Who. Doctor Who Doctor. was mentioned. Yeah. So, it could be... Uh, it goes for it when, interesting, but not... not when we um, interviewed uh, Mike Aiello on ScareZone, we asked him, I don't know if it was on air or not, but we asked him which property would you love to get but you know you'll never get and he said it was Doctor Who so for, for Halloween Horror Nights or for yeah. Universal well I, I I think we were talking about Halloween Horror Nights but I think it might have been just in general so yeah I can't believe Doctor Who because you can buy Doctor Who merchandise in Universal can't you can you I've seen it blimey someone someone back me up <laughs> Is it an Epcot? Probably getting Epcot. Yeah. Is it an Epcot? I'm sure Malibu will uh, confirm. Hold on. Why would you? Um, so... Why would you? Um, why would you find it in Epcot or Universal? Well, you've got London, haven't you? The Doctor Who always runs around, isn't it? You should have Sherlock stuff in there. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Um. Was there any other news that people wanted to bring up? I mean, we, well, we haven't talked about the massive opening of Guardians. Ooh. Uh, massive? I don't know. I think it's, uh, we, we talked, didn't we, Paul? Is it the yeah. fourth, fourth biggest Marvel opening? Yeah. So, it's done fairly well. I mean, Lee's done, cool. It has done really well in the fact that I mean, it, it, was it open in America? It's 148 million, I think. Uh, 146.5, I think they they totaled it at the end. Okay. Yeah. So it was it was more than expected. I think I think the original Guardians opened up to just under 100 million. So I mean, obviously a big increase, and I think it's the Marvel's biggest sequel, other than was it um, Captain America two. No. Yeah. 
Civil War. I can't. It was one of the Captain Americas. Yeah, it'll be the second one. The second one was bigger, I think. I'm not sure. No, Civil War must have been Civil bigger War. than. I'm sure. Winter Soldier. I'm sure they say. I'm sure I saw. A, a, it was on Box Office Mojo. I'm sure I saw a thing that said that um, Captain America: uh, Civil War was opened 88% higher than the previous. Yeah, it must have done. crazy in some ways, but then really Captain America 3 was just another Avengers film, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Let's be honest. Yeah. Whatever you call it, the comic was just called Civil War. It wasn't called Captain America Civil War. Ah. But do you think the new Spider-Man are doing more business than Guardians 2? No. No. I think it could be on a par. I would I would be shocked if it opened to less than 130 million. So I I think the Spider-Man left. people are hell bent on imploding and killing themselves. <laughs> they don't realise they're onto a good thing, and they're trying to grab the cash cow and run away with it. Uh, and I think you talk about that on strike, don't you, Paul? This week's this yeah. month's episode. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about the the new Sony Cinematic Universe. That looks like they're they're planning and what that means for Spider-Man in the future. Well, the animated film that will be coming out in a couple of years after as well, won't they? Yeah, there's that, and then they've got two planned spin-offs as well. Yeah, Venom's still on the cards, isn't it? Yeah, Venom and a Black Cat and Silver Sable spin-off as well. So this so is they. Oh, sorry, Nick. No, no, I was just going to say, like, with with regards to spin-offs, right? I was sat with my friend the other day, the guy who I did the Guardians bonus pod with um hi yt if you're listening um and we were talking about the upcoming marvel films because you know obviously we both really love guardians um and we're saying that you know thor could be quite good and it's the first to be honest the first thor film that i'm interested in seeing at the cinema not just because it'll be free for me but because thor i thought was all right but thor 2 i thought was quite dire um but obviously with the hulk and the new direction you know it looks quite quite fun uh, and then we looked at the list of upcoming Marvel films, and of course, the next film after that is Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> can't, believe, can't believe Adam Sultana's back again. Um, now, Black Panther, Paul, you will know this. Uh, am I right? And it's yep. opening late January or early February? Yes, I believe so. Which is the first um, time they've done that. Yeah. And we were trying to like understand why. And I said... I think it's because they're not expecting it to be uh, very big. I don't, don't, don't in, you know, interested in the Black Panther character. I thought, you know, I thought he did yeah. a, a reasonable job in Captain America, but I didn't think spin off. You know what I mean? Like, I just no. It was like he was another addition to the team. In the same way that I don't think Hawkeye deserved a spin off. I don't really necessarily think that um, Black Widow would deserve a spin off. Um, but yeah, I, I just wonder if they're shuffling it out there because they know it's not going to be a big hit. Yeah, I, I think the problem they have as well is because they have so many films a year, a lot of them kind of run into each other's time in the box office. Like, you think Guardians will probably still be in the cinema when Spider-Man comes out? Uh, yeah, you know, it will be because it's... It's May now, isn't it? And Spider-Man yeah. comes out 4th of July? Beginning of, yeah, beginning of July. Yeah, Independence Day weekend. Yeah. yeah. So, so God and I, be out. I think, yeah. And I think that's the problem. People, they look at it and go, well, 
I'll go and see one or the other. And I think spreading it out might give it a bit of a better chance. But see, the thing is, I and I, I take your point, but I know people that um, have talked about Guardians Online that they're, they're, they're um, waiting uh, to see it later this month or possibly uh, next month because they don't want to go and it's busy. Yeah. Because it's very busy at the moment. So the thing is, the people that would do that wouldn't be going to see Spider-Man opening weekend because they clearly no. are not bothered about seeing it opening weekend. So yes, it's a crossover, but I don't really think it's going to impact on, you know, they're going to step on each other's toes. No, It'll be out at the and, same time, though, but that's it. Yeah, and the other thing is you've got to look at Disney's whole slate. Because, again, you've got Pirates coming out mm. at the end of this month. And I think that they really are having to look at where they release things. Look at how well Beauty and the Beast did being released out on its own. True, true. With no other films anywhere near it. But then I think that was that was done for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the same when a Star Wars film comes out. You don't get big releases come out when a Star Wars film comes out yeah. because you know there's almost no point. Um, and also the other thing that's quite interesting was did you see the statistics for Guardians on the box office in terms of ticket sales? Because no. in in uh, these are the stats for America, but 44, I think it's 44, 46 percent of ticket sales were 3D or IMAX which is quite a bit higher than the average um, and then they talked about across the world right get this in Germany 80% of Guardians opening weekend ticket sales were for 3D and in China 99% of ticket sales were 3D uh... I went and saw it in 3D only because that was the best time to go and see it. Lose that as well. <laughs> but I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have picked that if I'd have had my choice. But I, you said that I did you enjoyed 2D, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought. Well, I saw it in IMAX 3D. So the thing is, I don't like to compare 3D and IMAX 3D because it is, it's the same. It's a similar format, but it's not the same. And as I think I mentioned on when I reviewed it there were parts where the, the 3D broke the barriers because of it being in IMAX, which you won't get in the normal 3D showing because I don't have that breakout. Interestingly enough, though, you will get that on the home release. So on my Guardians 3D disc that I've got, it has it's reformatted in the IMAX style. So there are bits of the film where uh, it will break out from the black bars. But then the rest of the film will be full screen, so um, they they reformat it for, for Blu-ray. But I know they don't do it for the 3D cinema release. But um, I just thought it was interesting that it's it seems to have uh, 3D was dying for a long time, and now it seems to be picking up a bit of steam again, which is either good or bad news depending on where you sit. And I don't just mean viewing the film <laughs> because that's also something to consider when seeing it in 3D. Don't say it in the front row. Uh, never. If you ever go to see an IMAX film, never sit in about the first eight rows. Mm, anywhere, God, no. you will like come out with a broken neck, with all the like neck creaking left to do. Um, right. Um, Can I ask a question to our resident Marvel expert? Nick, over to you. <laughs> I'm going to pass it to Craig. <laughs> 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 Battle scraped. 
I'm sure Paul will be out dancing time. Well, the question is, is Sony did a new deal with Disney yes. to bring Spider-Man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as we know. Yep. Now, when they did the deals years ago, these legacy deals that they did before Disney bought Marvel, yep. um, has that completely dumped that original contract and it's completely new so they can do what they want? But I don't believe so. I believe it was a negotiation for four movies. So they still got to adhere to the original terms, which is these spin-offs and other yep. things. Yep. yep. They, and if, if they don't do them, then the, the characters get reverted back. Yeah, I believe the deal was just for for two Spider-Man films, and I'm not sure whether it's two or three Avengers movies. Right. I think so. At the moment, he's not confirmed for the second part of the Avengers: Infinity War films. Blimey. I think, <coughs> and Paul, you can obviously correct me where I'm wrong, but I believe that the the Sony contract was similar to the Fox contract in that they had a time frame to use the characters. Yes. And if they didn't use the characters in a certain time, the rights would revert back. Yeah. Which is why Ghost Rider is now back with Marvel, why Daredevil yeah. is back with Marvel. Now, yeah. on that note, the Watchers. Yes. A lot of people thought that they were tied into Fantastic Four. Yeah. They, they were clearly... Uh in Guardians, although not by name. No, but uh, they are credited as the Watchers. Okay. okay. Stanley is credited as spoiler yeah. as the Watchers intern <laughs> or something. Spoiler. <laughs> Squishy! Yeah. Um, but it's it's the same deal that is with the with the twins, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, that they're shared. Well, how do they do that? Because I never understood that one. It's it's something to do with how they're used in the comics. Right, okay. Um, that they've been members of both the X-Men universe and the Avengers universe. Right. Okay. Can, I, can I tell you something funny? I did a tour of the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank a few years ago, which is shut off to the public. And you know that big iconic building with the seven dwarfs holding the roof up? Mm-hmm which is where Bob Iger and all the others sit. Next to it is this, is this huge glass and concrete 1960s abomination-looking building. It's massive, right? And that is just Disney's legal department. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's bigger than the headquarters. Jesus. So I'm sure they got some pretty, you know, big dicks in there. <laughs> some, big you, dicks on this, <laughs> some big dicks on this podcast, lad. And Richards and another another sort of names. Um, no, it's good. Right before before we go to the next thing, the last thing we're going to talk about in this podcast, um, we've been an- eagerly anticipating this. Um, so, Chris, have you got any good news for this episode? What about Halloween Horror Nights? I. Uh, no, nothing. Ah, we was hoping for an announcement. I know, so is everybody. I get, probably get about 50 messages a day saying, where's the announcement? I'm like, I don't that's control Universal... Us. Yeah, and I don't control Universal Studios. That, that's, that's just from Universal. <laughs> so Chris, probably, what's the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So it's got to it's gotta be this week. It has to be. Well, I, I mean, this is the latest, isn't it, that they've they've left announcing housing, like started to announce housing? Well, 
I'm starting to worry something's gone wrong because we've had a whole month with nothing. Mm. Do you not think it is literally the unprecedentedness of the new water park opening? Well, yeah, it probably is that, in all fairness. They've got this media war with Disney. They're trying to promote their water park and Jimmy Fallon um, and then everything else that they're doing as well, like Harry Potter. And then, obviously, Disney are doing their whole Avatar thing. Because when's the um, Volcano Bay penciled in to open? Isn't it, isn't it the day Amanda flies home? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and the two Disney properties officially open on the same day as each other, or a day apart, don't they? I think um, Breakout opens in California, and then 24 hours later, Avatar Land opens. Mm. So you've got all this turmoil and cock slapping going on haven't yet at the at the mini so mm. maybe i mean this, this isn't a team of hundreds in the background is it no but the thing is I, i'm fairly certain that the, the way they do their social media now is heavily planned in advance whereas in the old days it used to be a bit oh it's a bit quiet today let's do an announcement so you know i think i think they have got so much to talk about that halloween horror nights is on the back burner a little bit yeah, and I think it'll be like the 61 bus. About three will come yep. at once. Well, I, I've had sort of um, information leaked to me that they're supposedly going to be selling the uh, RIP tours next week. Again, just a rumour. I mean, it, it probably would be good to tie that in with a new house announcement. So, who knows? I mean, I th- my money was on they, was gonna, they should have done an announcement today, um, Tuesday. Because Disney were going to do their um, earnings call. If you were to, I know this is like for Universal After Dark, but if you were to buy an RIP ticket as an individual, mm-hmm. how much would on last year's prices? How much would that have set you back? Oh, I don't, I don't have it to hand. Was it like two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars? Um, do you want me to Google it? Hang on. Do you want me to put some music on? Some hold music? No, just tell me to, yeah, come on, come on, just do that. $159 starting oh. price. So that would be dependent on the night, time of year. It would so, be, yeah. So $159 starting price, and then entrance to the, you still need entrance as well, don't you? Yes. So you still need the park ticket on top. Hey, Dave. Halloween Horror Night ticket, and you don't need an express pass at that point, do you? No, no, no. So the only thing you're saving on is the express. Okay, just getting things right in my head. Just getting things right in my head. <laughs> things will never be right in your head, Craig. <laughs> Hello, Johnny. <laughs> God. Quads, what are we? Uh, what are we doing on this show then? <laughs> oh, I should have been recording. What have we done for the last 40 minutes? <laughs> Wishes! Wishes! Right, so with that said, um, Craig Craig um, put out a, uh, a little thing earlier because it was the end of uh, Wishes. Wishes! Um, we decided to, uh, and as we, we said, it's been, you know, obviously long running, a lot of people got memories tied to it. So. 
um, what we thought we'd do is we'd have a communal final viewing of wishes not the final wishes we're recording it before it goes out um but we we're gonna um watch it um craig i'm sure we'll stick the, the link in the youtube notes of the one that we're gonna actually watch so you can kind of watch along with us if you want uh, and we'll do that in a second um but just before we do um and before we'll, we'll come to the comments after we've we've watched it but um i just thought i'd go around and, and ask people um kind of what wishes meant to them or, or something that's um is tied into these fireworks because like i said a lot of people do have um memories attached to to it so um does anybody in particular want to go first uh let p-dubs go first (laughs) (laughs) let me point it the finger at someone else to go first (laughs) no because i think you might have a few little facts about wishes as well yeah, uh, there are a few little facts. Um, it costs thirty-three thousand dollars a night. Wow, Jesus! <laughs> Which is just ridiculous. It's got something like five hundred and sixty odd different um, firing triggers for the fireworks, and over six hundred individual pyrotechnics. You would have thought by now they'd have got some kind of bulk discount, wouldn't you? <laughs> Thirty-three hundred seems a seems quite excessive. I didn't, you know, I'm sure you can buy a you know a few boxes of fireworks from Ads to it in November for less than that. Yeah, the the guy that uh, created it, Steve, uh, Stephen Davison, has also gone on to create a heck of a lot of parades and nighttime shows, including Paint the Night, uh, Dreams at Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Paris. Um, He's even worked on the shows in Tokyo and the new shows in Shanghai as well. And is now uh, the executive producer of all parades and spectaculars for Disney. Wow. Uh, and that was one of his first first jobs at Disney was to create wishes. Wishes! Wow. So, uh, they're my little facts. Uh, they also include 16 songs, 15 of which come from 10 Disney classic movies. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Delayed reaction there. Yeah. So my memories. I, I've only been been to Florida twice, but both those times, wishes has been the show that's been on. So the first time was just after Christmas, so it just changed back from the holiday wishes. Um, holiday wishes. Wishes. Holiday wishes. So uh, that was my first trip to, to Florida with my wife. Um, so we watched that the first time. Uh, last time I did actually see Holiday Wishes because I did the uh, Very Merry Christmas Party. Um, the last time I watched the main wishes, I was on the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Oh. Wow. So they're, they're my memories. And, and that, that kind of gives you a, a surround sound being on one of the rides in Fantasyland. Because some of the fireworks actually come from behind Fantasyland. That so kind of gives you surround. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was that was quite cool. So being on one of the mountains while the, the fireworks going off is definitely... I definitely recommend doing and, that. Yeah. And um, was that intentional? No, it wasn't. I'd actually booked... my. It was the first night I was there. I didn't see it again after that. I only saw Holiday Wishes after that. 
Um, Holiday wishes. Facebook friends. <laughs> friends. Um, and I booked my fast passes before I'd gone, not even thinking about that. Um, I managed to get fast passes for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train on my first night. But I went in by myself because obviously Sam was only 18 months at that time. So they'd gone back to the hotel room and I'd, I'd gone and done my fast passes that evening after we'd landed. Mm. So it was completely unintentional. Uh, it just happened that I was on it as I started going. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, Mr. Ripley, do you want to go next? Well, I've got good times and bad times with Wishes. Um, the, the good time was, the first time I ever saw it, I got invited onto the Grand One. And we went and watched it on, on there. It was like a party of us, basically. And during the day, strange fact for you, Peter Crouch had been renting the Grand One. There's, there's, a, there's a fun fact for you. So, sorry, what is, what is that? It's like a, a big boat that you can privately hire <laughs> that sails around <laughs> Seven right. Seas Lagoon. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. You have, like, cake and Bud Lights on there. Was crouched in the robot. <laughs> he's always in the bloody robot. Him. He always was. Yeah. So that, that's what footballers spend their money on. <coughs> Literally float, floating around the Seven Seas Lagoon all day long. Um, anyway, so that was a good memory because um, they piped the music through and it was really good. And then a bad memory was the last time I saw that show, which was on the 45th anniversary of Magic Kingdom, and. Uh, my partner, she got um, some some of the, the fallout in her eye. Oh, that was last wow. year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, good and bad. I mean, I know it's been in the papers recently that they've got a, a bit of a drought in Florida, um, and they're quite worried about the fireworks because of having bushfires and things. So, mm. there's been a few issues over the years, I think, with wishes. Issues, bushes, bushes, wishes. <laughs> oh that's yeah okay a good mix of, of good and bad uh clague uh we seen it first in 2009 and that was with all the family uh, i think we went back in 2010 and did the dessert party maybe uh on that's in the noodle terrace uh, in tomorrowland and that, that's quite a nice experience. Um, there was one year where I don't think we got to see it. And then on the last night of the holiday, we were due to see it. And inclement weather come in and it got cancelled. And I can remember being trying to comfort our Eve on the, uh, on the boat, going back to the car. She's absolutely devastated. Um, we've seen it on Pirates and Pals Firework Voyage. Mm-hmm. That was in 2015. Uh, we've booked that again for this year. And that's particularly good. You start in the uh, contemporary, you go to a dessert party of sorts, you have ice cream and drinks and cake and whatnot. Uh, you meet Peter, no, you don't. You meet uh, Hook and Smee. And then two. <laughs> sorry, sorry, two, sorry. Who, and Peter Crouch. Who was <laughs> yeah. who's the first one you went to there, Craig? Hook. <laughs> Hook with a can of coke. <laughs> yeah. You, you meet Hook, then your Southern Jessies. <laughs> you pair of Fuchers. Um, 
And then um, two pirates come in and split the party in half. And you what, go down. Yeah, oh, yeah, big, massive one. And then they walk you down to the docks and you go on two <laughs> boats. And um, they do basically stand up, clean family stand up. Then you watch the fireworks from the boats. Then you come back, Peter Pan's waiting there for you. Yeah, so you can meet and, meet and greet with Peter Pan. Take you to Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> Take Neverland. you to the Neverland Ranch, I should say. Uh, I'm forever blowing bubbles. So, um, Where's my blanket? <laughs> can I sleep in your bed? So, um, yeah. <laughs> We've absolutely fantastic. The last time I seen Wishes with the family, we were in um, New Fantasyland, and it's it's a totally different experience because all the fireworks are staggered. So you need to be in front of the castle to get the full effect, really, because they all line up and everything. But in New Fantasyland, they were all over the show. So I had our grace on my shoulders and was spinning round and um, turning round, turning round, turning round, like that, see the fireworks. And we ended up laughing our heads off about it. That was the last time we seen it as a family. I seen it two years ago with Stuart. Um, so that was the last time I officially seen it. So, Did you give yeah. him a loving embrace? I fingered his colon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Not a semicolon. No, I had the semi. <laughs> honestly, honestly, dear listener, this uh, the the in jokes in this show are tonight are, are magnificent. Or uh, as Craig would say, the boss, majestic, majestic. Yeah. I say lots of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I why... find that fucking bad light. <laughs> <laughs> which is why, which is why uh, the Craig talking doll. With 26 authentic Scouse phrases, including. Yeah. Um, what, Tickle Me Craig, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> tickle, me, tickle Me Scouser. Um, tickle Me Craig. <laughs> so, um, I, 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 you forgot to mention as well that Stuart spent uh, wishes watching on his phone. So that's yeah. great, great for him. Um, so I'm sure his memories will be fantastic. So, my memories of wishes, I've seen wishes in person. Um, I've seen it a, a, a few times, but there was two times in particular that that stand out for me. So the first time, the first time I, I really remember seeing wishes properly, um, wishes properly. <laughs> I think it may have been the second or third time on the on the trip that we'd done it, but this was the time that we I really paid attention to it more than any other. Um, and I was I was watching it with my then girlfriend. Um, who was soon to become my ex-girlfriend because after the Wishes fireworks had finished, I proposed to her um, in front of Cinderella's Castle. So, and it's cracking. Like, I've got this really great, I managed to get this really great photo the moment that she opened up the box with, I didn't propose with the ring because um, the ring we got uh, as an engagement ring was, uh, had great grandmothers. I think. And so I didn't want to take it out of the country in case I lost it. So I proposed with a love heart because she was obsessed with love heart sweets. So I had one of those in a, in a special box and that's how I proposed to her. It didn't say, um, text me. It said, marry me on it. Um, and I've got this cracking picture as she opens it up and looks at me. Um, and it's, it's amazing. So I've always got that, that memory of it. And, uh, 
cast members come over to congratulate us and everything like that. I thought at the time, of course, that was quite a unique thing to do. I then found so that was everybody. edible, so she ate your ring that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, because I didn't have an actual ring for her to wear, I bought a ring pop, oh. which she did wear, and then promptly finished off once we got back. That was oh. the first one. The second Saucy. time... Also, that was no the ring pop, not me. So oh. the the second best time I saw wishes was wishes! on our honeymoon wishes! following that engagement, <laughs> um, where we went to the California Grill, and I booked the California Grill knowing that the time we had our booking, we would be able to go out onto the private um, viewing area to watch wishes. Um, but she had no idea that this even existed, so it was a lovely surprise. And uh, had any of you done that? Have any of you seen it from the um, California group? Yes, yes, I have. I've seen Hello Wishes from there. Oh, wow. Hello Wishes! <laughs> so the um, the fact that they pipe the music in and it's all in time. And, you know, it's one of those things that Disney do so well. Because, like I say, they piped it in when you was on the boat. They pipe it in there. Um, the Contemporary, if you watch it from one of the rooms in the Contemporary, they do the music in time on the TV. And the thing is, they obviously have to... You know, it's hard to synchronise because obviously sound uh, and light travel at different times. So um, they have to be really particular of how they synchronise the music uh, in time because it's not obviously playing at the same time as it would do if you were standing in the park. So it's just those little touches that Disney do so well to make you feel that even if you're viewing it somewhere else, you're still seeing and hearing it as if you was right in front of the castle. So it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those great things. Um, So... Uh, with that said, um, get yourselves ready uh, because very, very shortly we are going to uh, watch it all together. Right, so if you're all ready to go, let's play. Oh, I can't believe I'm never going to see this again. Oh. You crying, Chris? I, I am weeping. I was going to take bets on who was going to go first. I wonder that it's going to be Craig. <laughs> Craig, might be, Craig might be the first to jizz in his pants <laughs> whilst crying. Yeah. I literally have just. <laughs> it's a beautiful car to win Wishes! Wishes! <laughs> Facebook friends! <clears throat> oh, look at that on the glowing the ear hat as well. So, do you reckon that the ear hats will be able to get back to work with a new show that'll make everyone buy yeah. ear hats? No, all the. They've been a massive flop, I think, haven't they, worldwide? Like. Because basically they want everybody to have them. They should. The price of the tickets, you should just incorporate them into the price of the tickets. So as you walk in, you get given one for free. Wow! That's what you got to do when the fireworks go. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, I, I heard in Disneyland Paris they, they turned them off in November of last year, I think. Oh, there's little Tinkerbell. If you stand in the right place, you can see right up a skirt. Or his skirt. Oh God! <laughs> and they land, or it lands on top of the um, noodle station. 
Now, behind the castle there, when we were in New Fantasyland watching it, there's vast swathes of the back of the castle all cordoned off for the, the fire, and they've got fire wardens patrolling in case there's any fires break out. So, your duty was dead lucky, Chris. Because <laughs> she could have went up in flames. She, she could have spontaneously combusted. Yeah. Oh, she remembers the last time I went was just after Seven Dwarfs Mine Train had been set on fire by one of them. No way. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. They literally shit off, on it? Now, I think this new one looks... Looking at it today, looks really good. But I think there's going to be 50% less fireworks and 100% more projection. I think it's going to be more there's, from what I've seen there's a lot of smoke getting put out and they're using the smoke to bounce the light off Wait, can you, you turn yours down a little bit okay turn it down a little bit I don't want our viewers to be, uh, to be okay. there it is down a bit okay. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what if the fireworks cost 30 was it thirty-three thousand dollars a night? No, three hundred. No, three thousand, three hundred. No, thirty-three thousand. Yeah, no, thirty-three thousand. Thirty-three thousand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do they but, charge the amount they do to get in the bloody? Bar? Exactly. I'm telling you now, there'll be half as many fireworks. Yeah. Well, the, te- the testing. Well, somebody said that there should be more fireworks, but I, I don't believe that. Not a thirty-three thousand a night, there won't be. No, there'll be the cutting costs everywhere. The, this new show, I bet you, when there's inclement weather, that show will still continue without the fireworks. Literally, I asked someone at Universal once, "Why did you close Jaws and build Harry Potter there?" And they said to me, "The main reason was it cost too much to run." Yeah. That was it. That was the only reason. All the propane. All the propane. Definitely. Uh, when we were in Paris the other week, uh, we seen the the fireworks show and the spectacular and all that, whatever it's called. Can't remember again, Paul. It was Green's when we were there. No, it was Green's Dreams on Craigslist. Yeah. In February, yeah. Right. Now, on the first night we seen the fireworks, on the last night before we come home, the weather was a bit bad. So the show still happened, but without any fireworks. Uh, totally different show, it was crap. But I think that's what the future's going to hold for this. I, I disagree. I, I think I've, I've seen things when they've not done all the fireworks, and I think it's still a good show. It's not bad. Yeah. You can't make crap. I mean, you've seen Universal offerings. I've never seen a Universal nighttime spectacular. I mean, they're nothing. Then they're not a patch on, on what this do anywhere. Honestly, like. That to me is the, the disappointment. You, you just thought that they've done more, but maybe maybe they want to spend 33 grand a night. What I do love is you know when like the hearts fired off, the way they can do that type of stuff. It's absolutely phenomenal. That. Mm. I get really dragged in when I watch things like this, like when we did the uh, the Iron Man commentary on Strike. <laughs> I sit here mesmerised. Yeah. That was boss, that. Well, I'm probably, I'm 
thing is, I've probably not seen this in about three or four years. Yeah. Uh, we recorded it on our last trip, but I've not really watched the footage any time, so not since the kids were So, uh, there's yeah, quite a bit of it. I forgot, but it's got such a big beginning. Um, yeah. We're so used to, like, we say we've seen some like Disney Dreams. It kicks off quite quickly. You get some fireworks, but the projections start straight away. And you know. I mean, this is stunning, though. I mean, I think this is better than Illuminations. I think Illuminations is very overrated, personally. I know, I know, people think it's the best show they do, but I, I think Wishes was far superior. That was secret. I've never seen Illuminations. Oh. Mm. And I don't think I will. I think it'll be gone by the time I go back. You never know. You can't change too much at once. People just... This Disney fan community just gets so angry. That's the next part, though, that's going to get it, isn't it? So... I think so. Probably right. Illuminations have going a long time as well. Craig, you said that like these ear hats have been a flop. This this footage that we're watching, I can see nothing but ear hats. I think this might have been a special screening and they might have been given away for free. Right, I get you. Don't quote me on that, like. Oh look, that's the idiot filming now on his iPad. <laughs> and in the bottom right hand corner. Yeah, I can see him. That's Paul Dolan now. That's where we're gonna get our footage from. Yeah. Paul Dolan recording on an iPad for us. This is not that inconsiderate. Besides, he uses an iPad Mini. He's not that tall either. I just see, mate. And also, it's an extended strip. I think what they do, what, what's so great about these, these kind of shows is that. For the most part, the music will bring back memories as well. So it's not just a spectacle that you're watching on the castle, it's also those familiar songs from the films. And your memories of watching those films, whether that's the first time or, you know, with your kids or, or whatever, but there'll be memories associated with those songs as well. It all ties together so beautifully. Yeah, this, I mean, all my fond memories of this is uh, is with the family, you know, and some of the holidays has only been the four of us, and but then some of the holidays has been like the nine of us, and, you know, you've had a long, hard, ten-hour slog in the park, and it's all worth it when you're standing here watching this. And you're with all your family members and everything like that, and you're all, like, look at each other and hold each other and... Like candles and you know, <laughs> and you look at you look at the sky and think, "Why am I letting two years wages?" Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's going to be interesting to see if this new one can um, can trigger all this type of stuff. You know, all the mythology that's grew up around this, like. All the, this choir of children singing were all terminally ill kids and they're all dead now. Really? I didn't realise that. Well, that's, that's a myth. It's fake. You weren't. Oh. Just a, just a choir from down the road. <laughs> but cast members have actually peddled that myth to make it 
you know, so you're you're watching this horrified, and you know, them poor kids. But it was all fake. Probably, probably some of them are dead, like because just like drug abuse and all that. And being famous for singing on Disney. Yeah. Don't know who I, am. <laughs> I was part of the choir for wishes. Exactly. So, obviously, uh, one person that we heard better go is actually dead, and that's Robin Williams. It was the, one of the last things that he worked on for Disney. Was he? Yeah. So that's yeah. actual Robin Williams. It's not like a sound. Alike. Yeah. No, it's him. Sorry for what? Missed. Well, Aladdin. The genie bit. Yeah, yeah. The ge- genies on here. Yeah, but like, he recorded that years and years before. What are you talking about? Yeah, but he didn't work for Disney again after that. Oh, sorry. Yes. He had a big spat with them, didn't he? Yeah. No, it was it was resolved by that point. Yeah. But, I mean, in the nineties, yeah. Well, after Aladdin came out, that's why he didn't do the uh, the first Aladdin. Sequel. Aladdin two. Mm. Aladdin two lets you boogaloo. Wishes. Wishes! I think the good news is that because we're talking over it, Craig can't cry. <laughs> because I'm with all men, I can't whinge. It was like when I was with Stuart, I couldn't whinge because I was standing next to a man. I was like that, beating my chest, with my hand on my balls. But when, I'm, <laughs> when I'm with the kids and the, the, the wives, oh, it's hard. Sobbing like a baby. You're a or something. Wives. <laughs> oh, I've literally got three wives. The wife, my sister-in-law, my mother-in-law. I thought you were going to say me, Nick, and Chris. <laughs> you man wives. No, we're the bitches. Man wife. We're the harem. So there you go. Yeah, is, it, is yours finished as well? No, mine's, no, mine's got a little bit to go. I've got that needs to go. That, well, I've just seen the Tina Turner firework, as I like to call it, because it looks like Tina Turner's hair. <laughs> Wishes! <sighs> it's going to be missed, but at the same time, I think with what they've done with Disney Dreams, with uh, Disneyland Paris' Illuminations, with um, what's the one I did in California? Of the night, yeah, paint the night, paint the light. Um, you know, I, I think the technology's evolved now to a point where it's nice to be traditional, but it's really lacking that kind of projection mapping. I mean, the stuff with um, with Disney Dreams at Disneyland Paris, um, for me, when they I, and you've, you've obviously seen it, Craig, and you, you've just seen it, Paul, as well. Chris, I don't think you've seen Disney Dreams, have you? No, I haven't, no. And with the stuff they do, the projection mapping, in a way that they make the castle disappear, like, you know, collapse, and they turn it into firework turrets that all fire off and make it look like they've actually flown off the castle, that technology now has got to such a point that it, it's, it's the future. Um, and I... I love Wishes, it was nice to watch it again there, but I think when you look at the other shows they do at Disney Castles around the world, it's probably time for a refresh. 
I'm interested to see how the music, like what they do with regards to scenes and what they do with regards to music with this new interpretation. What's it called, by the way? Here Come the Monkeys. Uh, happily Ever After. Happily Ever After, okay. Yeah. Which suggests it'll be very princess-themed in that case, potentially. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see if they use Cinderella's Castle in the same way that they use Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Should we uh, read out what some of our listeners, we've actually got listeners, I've written. So I'll start. Um, Lord Luke Rowe, I think he's got a screw loose to be honest. Uh, In my opinion, the greatest... The greatest firework spectacular in living memory was Bonfire Night 2016 in his house. <laughs> I wasn't was there, so I can't comment. Yeah. <laughs> I, is he one of your cronies, is he, Nick? No, 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 no. He's just a listener. But saying that, there's a very famous story that happened at Waitu. He His birthday is actually the 5th of November. And uh, he had a fireworks party at his, his mum and dad's house, where he still lived at the time one year. And uh, his uncle was in charge of the fireworks, and at one point during the night, he had like the, the through doors open from the living room into the garden. And I was sitting in the, the living room, and all of a sudden, I heard, watch out, and this tiny rocket came flying through the doors under my legs and uh, awoke my sleeping then-girlfriend on the, on the sofa. As it exploded. Oh. <laughs> Luckily, it was only a small little uh, like bottle rocket type affair, so it didn't cause any kind of damage, just made a very loud bang. But, uh, yeah, that's my memory of that. Quads, who's going to do Logan Seculo? Uh, Go on, Chris. Let Chris do it. Me? I haven't yeah. got nothing in front of me. <laughs> All right, well, whilst, whilst you get something in front of you, it's on the Disaster Dark Facebook page, I will go now. I haven't. I haven't. The name looks a little bit familiar, but I'm not sure if. Uh, or anyway, Lee B says he's a self-confessed Universal Orlando fanboy, but wishes. No idea. No, no. It kind of rings a bell, but um, he said wishes is something I would love to see a similar thing Universal. A great soundtrack great fireworks and gets you rice in the fields. Uh, for people that don't know, the fields is your testicles. From everything he said there, it sounds like he's got no ear. He probably lost and it in a fireworks po- accident. And it's possibly from Darlington. Yeah. Kind of sounds like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, all, they're all weird from the North East. That is true. Uh, We've got Ned Flanders' uh, wife. Uh, <laughs> his name, his name is Matt, and they are some of my best friends. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Narlin Flanders, uh, my now husband, proposed on the balcony at the California Grill. Oh, standing next to Nick. Shortly before <laughs> I saw Wishes for the first time, I've seen it a few times since, and it still makes me tearful. I may also have the CD and commemorative Pandora bead. Oh, I don't know. I've got it in front of me now. Go on then, you do Logan. Do you want me to do it in Logan's voice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yo, I'm very excited for a new show. Wishes will always be remembered. Sorry, I'm doing my Quincy impression again. <laughs> That's Columbo. Wishes. <laughs> one more thing. Uh, <laughs> sorry, he's going to get mad at me. Uh, though I'm very excited for a new show, Wishes will always be remembered as the show that my wife and I fell in love to. Uh, sorry, made love, fell in love to. Uh, just... <laughs> fell in love at. <laughs> we got married in the fall of 2008 at Walt Disney World and started visiting together in 2005 I will always have a fond place in my heart for wishes and will miss Jimmy Cricket reminding me oh that was a comedian from the 80s yeah. reminding me that the lights will be dimmed in five minutes time I was going to say that when you said that I was like <laughs> was he an Irish comic in the 80s <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's Jimmy Cricket I got one more I got one more there's just one thing that bothers me <laughs> Oh, that's Columbo and Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> that, that sounded like, what's his name from Catchphrase? Roy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> say what you see. Oh. Oh. Right, I'll do Lisa Bell because she's my uh, railway wife. She's uh, my little... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wishes to me means magical. She's well, she's well. I remember the first... Why I I oh no that's I, <laughs> none of us are getting voiceover work from this. <laughs> I remember Did... the first time watching it gave you goosebumps shivers. Um, she gets a little frog in her throat. It's utterly magical. Whether you're five, thirty-five, or even seventy, like her dad, he cried watching it, uh, and it gives you unforgettable memories that last a lifetime. It stole her heart. He died watching it. No, he Christ. cried. <laughs> he cried. A seventy-year-old dad croaked watching Wishes. <laughs> oh, Lisa, can I still have a cup of tea, girl? Oh, our favourite, uh, well, certainly my favourite um, EMT driver, Peter Pontecorvo. I think I've pronounced that right. I'm sorry, people haven't. So, That's a boss name, now. Oh, 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 hello. My name's Peter Pontecorvo. When I'm not solving crimes in Zimbabwe, I like to run around Dublin drinking Guinness. Oh my God! Sean Connery now. What, hang on. What impression? What was it? Amanda said. Amanda said the other day about an impression. Wondering if Craig will do an impression on the next show. And I said, I don't think Craig can do now any impression. Now he's just done his whole repertoire. Not, yeah, and not, not only has he done his whole repertoire, but I was correct, he can't do an accent to save his fucking life. Peter said, I'll miss it, but it's nothing compared to the level of distraught I'll be when Illuminations ends. And that's exactly what we were saying a few minutes before, that you get people that fall into one or two camps, either the Wishes camp or the Illuminations camp, and I was firmly in, in Wishes, but uh, you know, Illuminations has a massive, massive fan base. Who's going to do me sister-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to do Amanda, so... I've gone then. Well, hello. <laughs> I think Matt Gordon's done Amanda. <laughs> this, is, this is getting a little bit too bro-vision for my liking. Um, I will... Now I... then, now then, now then. <laughs> Where's my blanket? <laughs> I will, I will, in that case, I will do... I'm in my happy place. I will do, I will do Carla Taylor, uh, but I won't do the accent, because I won't insult her. I'm sure she's she a lovely... She is Scouse. 
Yeah, I know, but I don't, you know, I scale okay. swimming are hard. Um, I remember standing by the merry-go-round on our last night at Disney when we had taken our son for the first time. He was sat on his daddy's shoulders and both their mouths were just wide open in amazement as we all just looked up to the sky to watch the magic. It's amazing and doesn't matter how many times you get to watch it, it was like the first time watching it every time. Oh, and oh. it was. I was there. You can vouch for it. That, that was the one where we were all turning with the fireworks. It was quite funny. Nine people all head swivelling. Like Go on then. Who's going to do Amanda again? I'll do Amanda. Matt Corn. <laughs> look at, look at, I'll do Amanda. Yeah, it's such a <laughs> such a punishment. Yeah, I'll do Macorn to be honest. <laughs> we would all do Macorn. Amanda, Amanda is not mantis. She's not ugly. Oh. <laughs> On the inside. <laughs> Wishes gets me emotional every single time. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a firework crier. I'll never forget the first time I saw Tinkerbell fly. Wishes will always hold a special place in my heart, but I'm excited to see what Disney are doing, going to do next. Love, Amanda. Oh, Age we miss Amanda. And a half. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Chris Bleakley? Yep. Oh, that's like a sentence. Chris Bleakley looked on. Um, a truly magical experience, moved me to tears, and I'm not a guy who cries easily like me. Best watching it, holding Casey's hot dog. Who's Casey? With a Casey's hot dog? Casey's car. Oh, oh I thought he was holding Casey's hot dog. <laughs> Casey's hot dog. We've um, got some in the secret group as well, haven't we? Have we really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, there was a couple. One of them's dead long. That's for Nick to read out. <laughs> Jed Penner. Jed Penner always gets me hungry because that sounds like a pasta dish. Sounds so down as back. Right, <laughs> let, let me. Right, I'll I'll do Jed's then. So Jed Penner writes so many good memories. And since I d- dislike being in the centre of the crowd, most of mine come at odd times. If we're going to watch it, our goal is normally to stay away from the crowd and linger in the park until the exodus dies down. Here we go. The time I, the time in, I think, 2012, my son and I won Splash Mountain and came to an outside park hearing the scene of fireworks really sticks my mind. So that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier, Paul, uh, about yeah. being on a mountain when, when uh, it comes. The time I did brave the crowds with my son and daughter to watch the Christmas holiday wishes together, in the front scene, the cars will light up at the perimeter of fireworks. The time at Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, catching Hallow wishes while trick-or-treating down the back path behind Dumbo on the way to Space Mountain, just pulling to the side of the path and pulls into being in awe of the perimeter of fireworks, then back to the candy, of course. The time my wife and I stayed at the Contemporary on our anniversary for a night, uh, and he got three magical upgrades apart, so I had the lucky gift, and just sat out on the balcony, slipping... Sipping wine, holding Slip. hands. It's long, all right? Sipping, <laughs> sipping wine, holding hands, watching Holiday Wishes for an amazing view while the music played in the room. And the last time I caught Wishes with my daughters of the other week, we got a nice open spot in Tomorrowland at some tables overlooking the speedway, just enjoying the fireworks together. Along with those priceless memories are many more hearing Wishes behind me because I'm exiting the park before it ends, catching the fireworks on the tram to my car, or 
in the parking lot, driving out, realising just how close I came to utter chaos. Oh. Tuesday. Yeah, I want garlic on my um, on my jed penny. Garlic and their chilli. You gonna do Brian? I've done Brian. We've all done Brian Rose. That's an in- Brian Rose. No, okay. Uh, I've been really blessed to see wishes from staying around the monorail loop. Uh, I know many prefer viewing the fireworks from Main Street USA or around the hub, but my favourite viewing spot is from the Contemporary Resort. Regardless, if you have seen Wishes once or you've been there several times, there's just something about that soundtrack. I'm not afraid to admit that Wishes has brought tears to my eyes. Wishes will be missed, but I'm looking forward to happily ever after. Love you all. We, we love, love you. you too. We love you, Brian. <laughs> I love you, well, Brian. Release or <laughs> Wadwick. <laughs> so random. Uh, and finally, Stephen Lynn, who said, My fondest memory of wishes is from 2008. We got married on Coca Beach and then spent the evening in Magical Kingdom. Magical Kingdom? Magic Kingdom. <laughs> wishes the perfect end to a very magical day. We will miss it when we next visit, but I'm confident its replacement will be just as spectacular. And I don't think we timed that quite well, actually, because I don't think there's a better quote we could have left it on. Um, I think that sums it up really well. That it's not forgetting that wishes ever happened. We'll always have wishes, and thank the things like YouTube just there. We'll always be able to go and see um, those kind of things and relive uh, those memories. But um, no it's time for Disney to do something new and uh, yeah I think we should look forward rather than we got one more just in oh oh yeah from Daniel Pope um, my stepmom thinks you're cute and she also hates pinheads and liberals sometimes I pretend you're my real dad <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder who that's to well it's, it's you said on uh, Twitter to use the hashtag dad wishes <laughs> <laughs> And there's a lot of people wishing about their dads right now. <laughs> well, I think I think me and Craig are two people that oh. probably aren't. So, on that note, oh. I, I think I think we've probably hit our quota for tonight. But uh, thank you, dear listener, for staying with us. I hope you've made it this far into the show. Um, wishes! 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 We wishes you come back to us what? next episode. Well, we are. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Breaking news, Universal Orlando has replied to my question on Twitter about Doctor Who merchandise. Doctor Who merchandise can be found at Cyber Image, which is located right next to Terminator 2 3D. And on that bombshell. There you go. So if all those people wondering... Craig's wish came true. <laughs> oh, if only all our wishes come true. Um, but thank you. I was hoping when you said Universal Land, though, it's going to be a haunted house. Um, but thank you for sticking with us this far. Uh, please, if you don't already, subscribe to this and Universal After Dark and Pop After Dark and Strike, all members of the After Dark Podcast Network. Um, if you do subscribe to this. <laughs> <laughs> if you do subscribe to those already 
Um, unsubscribe and resubscribe again. Bumps our figures for some strange reason, but always remember to resubscribe. <laughs> um, if you want to uh, contact us on Facebook, we're in the usual places, facebook.com forward slash Dark, Unofficial Dad's Army, if you can find us. Twitter at DizAfterDark, at UniverseAfterDark, at PopAfterDark. Say hello, we'd love to speak <laughs> to our fans. Um, and... Someone's just shit themselves, Dad. <laughs> what, because I, I, pr- I plugged everything for once? <laughs> no, it was like this little tiny... Nick. Yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll promise in future I will own up when I make such an adjustment, but that has not You didn't happened. on the last episode. That's what I'm saying, going forward. Adam took the, Adam took the blame, and I'm, I'm not internally grateful, but um, I'm pleased he did. Let's do that way. I took the shitty end of the stick. Good lad, Adam. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, when's the next Universal After Dark? Are we on hold uh, while Amanda's away? Um, don't know. Might do one tomorrow or something. When they make the announcement for the next Halloween Horror Nights. There you go. Is. We'll be back we'll when there's something to talk about. There you go. We'll see you in January. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, John Boy. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast.